0: genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hello, everyone. How are you? How are you? It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 8th of February. <laughs> oh, I remembered a thing from last week. That's nice, isn't that? February. <laughs> February said correctly. Um, your listener sitting under a tree. What? Well, no, no, I already said that. Oh god, uh, let me get my tea. Ah, oh. <laughs> okay, so when I drink tea, I have the tea bag and I take it out. Like I, t- I take the tea bag out. I don't like to leave it in there too long. It gets bitter. I don't know when people say strong tea. People are like I like strong tea. No, you don't like it strong. You like it fucked. <laughs> not an argument is it but i mean like when people say they like strong tea it's like it doesn't get stronger the taste changes the taste doesn't get more like deeper it it just it becomes fucked it gets bitter and and it tastes bad i don't know how some people like me and my grandpa likes strong tea apparently I'm like, fucking hell, Grandpa. What is going on? <laughs> What's going on up there? What's it like to be old? Probably just get real slow. Anyway, but so when I drink tea, I take my tea bag out. And uh, just a little quirk of mine is I take it out and I like to squeeze the stuff that's in the tea bag into the teacup. I think. Like a bit so that I have got all of the tea, you know. I'm getting my fucking money's worth. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna just take a fucking tea bag out and waste good extracted, you know, tea liquid. But then, also because like I don't want to have the tea bag resting on something and just like pfft, leaking water everywhere, you know. Um, but I got nothing to squeeze it with. I used to squeeze it with. I used to get a pen. And sit it on the edge of the pen and then like wrap the string around the pen and squeeze it like that. But it's really hard to do. And you still inevitably get a little bit of water on your hand. Uh, A spoon would be good, but I don't want to use another piece of cutlery. So I've just taken to squeezing it with my fingers. And just then, what you got there was me squeezing it with my fingers and it was still very hot. Uh, Too hot to drink, I'd probably say. Um... Anyway, fucking hell, how have I talked about that for three minutes? How are you guys? I hope you're doing good. I hope your week is okay. I'm scared of our cat, man. I just went out to get myself my tea. And just a couple times, our cat has scratched me. And it really comes out of nowhere. And it's like, it's my housemate's cat. So, like, you know, it's not my cat. But, like, even my housemate, you know... My housemates had their cat for like 14 years. It's an old cat. It moves slow. It's not the kind of cat that you expect to be fucking out here scratching. But just like once, I think I like stepped over it. I don't even know what I did. I just kind of forgot that it was there. But I knew it was there. Like I didn't step on it. I've stepped on its tail a couple of times and it hasn't scratched me. But like... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was just like walking past it and it fucking lashed out so quick and like scratched my leg. And so now, like just then, I went to go walk in. And because the cat's like in my room a lot of the time sitting on my bed and um, I'll like, I'll pet it a little bit. It's a cute cat. And I just went in to walk past it and it was facing the other way, just kind of like staring out of the window. And um, I put my hand on its back and went to like give it a nice little scratch and be like g'day mate and it went oh, like it, it didn't know i scared it i scared the cat anyway fuck i just realized i didn't i have no plan for what i want to talk about this week oh i guess i had a good set last night i've been um my new strategy well it's my my ongoing strategy with tiktok continues um so i've decided i'm not gonna do I'm not going to worry about doing like putting up new jokes on TikTok because I feel like most people just won't watch them. I actually had a real interesting conversation last night with a mate who, uh, I can say his name, Alessio Carducci, he's a comic and he's funny, he's real funny and I wish he would do a festival show but he just seemed like he just didn't want to do it and he doesn't see the point. I don't know that that part of the conversation was interesting. I just think I'm right. He's like, I don't see the point. Does anyone really know? He need to know what I have to say. And it's like, well, yeah, man. Like that's why you do. That's why you do comedy. Why do Why do it if you've got nothing interesting to say? I think it kind of made me sad. I said this to him. It kind of made me sad that he. Um, yeah, he was just going like, oh, what have I got to say? You know, why, what for, who would I be doing the show for?" And it's like, man, you do it. To see if there's anyone out there who's hearing what you got to say and, you know, why. if you don't think you have anything to say, why get on stage? And if you're getting on stage then you clearly think you have something to say or else don't do it, but you, you're doing it and I know you're not an idiot, so, like, do it bigger, do it better. I don't know. It, it, it really is strange to me that some people just don't seem to have the desire Maybe that's just some, like a thing particular to me is like I've always... W- whenever someone's like, oh, I like doing this thing, my mind immediately goes to like, sick, all right. So if you like doing that, what about we do it like this and we grow it and we blah, 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 blah. Like I would always want to, you know, find where the growth of it is to like you doing it as a job. And if you're not doing that, like the salsa, right? Like I've been doing salsa... And I didn't do it this week. Oh, it was my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what I can fucking talk about. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. You know what? Something that... Okay, I fuck. I've actually got so much to talk about. So, with playing piano... This is fucking all over the place. (laughs) I think I'm in a pretty good mood. Uh, So... With playing the piano lately, I've realised something really cool about the piano and, and I guess music generally. Like I watched this video, um, oh, what's his name again? Uh, no, I'm not going to be able to remember his name. Um, the jazz piano guy who I watched his videos on YouTube um, and he talked about improvising and the levels of improvising, whereas there's like one level where you just improvise. Ugh you improvise a melody around a chord structure and then another where you improvise a chord structure or some, where you improvise a melody with no chord structure and then another one you improvise a chord structure, whatever. But the, the the highest level, I can't remember the intermediate levels of improvisation, but the highest level, he said, the freest you are is when you just completely, you completely make something up. So you have no chords, you have no melody, you have nothing. You just sit down, you just put your hands on the keyboard and you just play, and you use whatever knowledge you have of music to inform your decisions about what to play next. And I've been doing that a little bit, and it's scary because you've got to be not afraid to play something that sounds bad um, and make mistakes, but like making mis- that's the way you learn, isn't it? And what I've learned from doing that is the different... Like, I can kind of... Not fully, on my, my mind's not quick enough to really do it and make it sound great, reliably great. But like, I know enough that it can kind of sound okay. And if I stay within, you know, like the, the limits of like what I know, it can sound good um, to me anyway. I don't know if it sounds good to anyone else. But one thing that I've learned though that would be really handy would be if I could remember what I've played. And this brings me back to what I was about to talk about, which is like... At the start of this podcast, you know, I remembered that last week I was talking about how I don't know how to pronounce February. February. And uh, <laughs> maybe I'm ready for some tea. Oh, you are still so hot. Golly, golly gosh. So. Yeah, I, I remembered something that I was talking about last week and uh, and I was like, oh, that, that'll be great for someone listening who they remember last week as well, you know, isn't that good? Because in any kind of creative thing, it's cool when you call back to something that has been done before and you expand it and grow it and whatever. It gives some sort of sense of continuity. Um, but I can't do that when I'm doing this improvising thing with music because I don't remember what I played before because my... No- I, like. I'm just able to make decisions in the moment like, okay, I'm playing this. What if, you know, the logical next step is that but what if instead of that I do this? And that's great. I can make those decisions in the moment but I'm not, I guess I don't have enough mental space because just making those decisions takes up too much mental space in my mind. So I don't have the mental space to while making the decision also remember the last thing that I did And I'm realising like these, you know, I mean the geniuses of piano who I'm, we're still like playing their pieces like Chopin and Liszt, they would have been improvising and then while improvising been like, oh, I played that thing like 20 bars ago. I played that nice little four-bar melody but now I'm in a different key so let me play it again in this key and, you know, see how it sounds. And that's when you start getting themes through the music and you can start Developing and expressing itself and it's fu- You know, it's incredible It's incredible what these fucking guys did And um, I guess what I've just surprised myself with is like I mean, how did I, fig- how did I forget That it was my fucking birthday th- It was three days ago It was my birthday And I'm on the podcast I guess I just didn't plan what I was going to say this week So, I've, you know I've been getting better and better at that And that was a fun moment, wasn't it, for me? <laughs> <laughs> for me to just remember I was like just grasping, struggling for things that I was gonna talk about. Um talking about my friend not wanting to do a festival show and you know, fucking whatever. God. Um anyway, let's talk about my birthday. It was my birthday. I was really nervous leading up to it. <sighs> yeah. I was nervous all week, actually. And it made me a little bit nostalgic for last year. Because last year, 30, man, 30 was a great birthday, you know. And my ex, who I was with at the time, made it great. It was great to be with her on my birthday and, um, and like, share the day with her. She woke me up with fucking maple bacon and maple glazed bacon and uh, and French toast. And she got me a record player. Oh... She's just so lovely. I still, you know, I think I'm over the relationship, but I still miss her sometimes. She's just so fucking cool. Um, yeah, that was just a really nice birthday. And then the uh, evening, I went and did a gig. I, like, had bought a new shirt from Uniqlo and new pants and new shoes that week. And I went and did a gig that was recorded for the comedy festival. That was, like, my first ever you know, gig that I had been recorded for the comedy festival and it was just it was a bit of a landmark on my thirtieth birthday. I was very sentimental about it last year. And I was also, you know, because my ex had said to me, like, honor yourself. That was something that she I guess I really kinda got from her is like, It's your birthday. You know, you should celebrate. Celebrate yourself. And I did that last year and it felt easier to do that because I was with her. And it felt, I guess, it felt a little bit more difficult to do that this year because I'm not with anyone. I'm by myself and I guess I'm kind of still learning how to, you know, like be the source of my own happiness and and do something and not need someone else to be with me, supporting me me to be able to do it like last year I had a party and I was like well even if no one comes to my party you know my uh, my girlfriend will be there with me and that f- felt like enough like if you've got one person that's kind of a true thing isn't it well I always feel that it's like if you've got one person in the world who's with you supporting you you really feel like you can do anything there's a lot more things that you can do and failure doesn't feel so daunting Um, but this year I don't have that person. i got my housemates, I guess. They're kind of all a little bit that person, but they're also not, you know. Um, but anyway, I had friends around the house and I was stressing out all week beforehand going like, I don't really have a plan. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, like we're not in a place. We're just at my house and people are just coming over. It's hard to sit with that. People are just going to come over to my house and they're just going to be here. Yeah, I just think that makes me nervous, not having a plan, not being like, what am I going to do? <laughs> They're going to be here, great, and what am I going to do? <laughs> You're just going to talk to them. Yeah, but like, about what? <laughs> um, so I'm. So I fucking spent Friday night cooking food, including... One thing that, like, I keep making and it keeps being just not that good. The fucking eggplant ricotta thing. The ricotta's good. I guess the eggplant's good. It just gets too mushy. Yeah, I've got to sack that off. Um, But the fucking lamb that I made was sick. I made sick lamb. Got some buns, mint sauce... Didn't have any vinegar for the mint sauce, but just fucking just did mint and sugar and hot water. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone, and no one said anything. <laughs> Do you like my my famous mint sauce? Yeah, what's your recipe? It's it's mint, right? And it's sugar, and then you just put water. <laughs> See, it's just it's just sugar and water with like <laughs> some fucking grass. Um. Uh, um. Yeah, it was a good day It was a very low-key day <clears throat> People came, people went Everyone was just sitting around um, I played some piano for people Which was a thing that I kind of secretly wanted to do But I didn't want to just like propose it, you know But a couple people were like You should play piano And I was like, you know what? I do want to play piano And I played piano for some friends It was really nice I, I, I normally, when I play for people, I've noticed, um, I play louder if I'm playing in like a, you know, like I played at, at Red Betty, this pub a few weeks ago, I didn't have any material that I wanted to try, any new shit. And I just was, I was following Sammy Shah, who fucking just had ripped and I just didn't know how to follow him. And i had nothing that I really wanted to talk about. I was like, well, fuck, you know, I'm about to bomb here. So rather than bomb, I saw there was a piano and I sat down at the piano and just played a bit of piano. But I noticed... I played the um, Chopin Nocturne E-flat major and I noticed when I play that, that's like the piece that I know the best. But because I was nervous, I, uh, I made a few mistakes. I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. My friend uh, speaks French and is working at a place where you got to speak French and everyone there is French, but my friend isn't French, they're Australian. But they, um, yeah, getting like nervous about speaking French and they're making mistakes that they wouldn't normally make and then they're getting more nervous and like whatever. You just get more nervous and so you make more mistakes. And I noticed, I kind of likened it to when I play piano in front of people. I make more mistakes and so to try and cover the mistakes, I get louder, I just play louder to be like, look, listen to this, the bit that I'm playing right, you know. But um, to play really well, you kind of have to play a little bit quietly so that there is a dynamic range so that when you play louder, it's the choice to play louder rather than the choice to play louder in order to cover up the mistakes. So, yeah, I noticed that when I play around people, for people, I just I play a lot louder. But when I played on my birthday, I guess because it's like home ground, it's my piano, it's my house, it's the place where I play all the time. I didn't feel like I had to play louder, and I actually played quite well. And then uh, my friend Simon Carter, great bloody comedian slash uh, jazz trombonist slash pianist slash um, a fucking poker player, Aussie millions uh, like money winner, <laughs> Aussie millions money. A collector? (laughs) My friend Simon Carter, I will never stop telling people about this, played his way into the money places in the Aussie Millions Poker Tournament. I mean, that's insane, lunacy, bonkers. But he's a, uh, I mean, yeah, he's just a musician. He's a great musician and he sat behind me while I was playing and, and watched and kind of saw what I was doing. And after I finished, I was like, oh, yeah, my fourth finger in the left hand is really weak. And he was like, yeah, I noticed. I was like, wow, this guy is fucking, he's on it. You know, I reckon I, if I had sat behind someone who was playing piano, I would um, make a big show of like looking intently and, you know, pretending like I knew what I was looking for. But I don't know that I really would know what I was looking for at all. But Carter was able to, like, look at what I was playing and tell me what chords I was playing and what the song was doing, you know, harmonically. Oh, my God. It was incredible. It was so cool to talk to him about music. And so uh, there's one song that I'm playing, Lieberstrand, by List. I'm trying to learn a new song, by the way. I've been playing the same four songs forever. I'm trying to learn uh, the Chopin Nocturne in B-flat minor. Um. Uh, you know what? I'm not unhappy <laughs> with that. <laughs> I mean, a part of me wants to, like, you know, do some... Um, Oh, uh, what's the word? Like, humble fucking whatever bullshit. But, oh, uh, you know what? I reckon I actually sang that pretty well. <laughs> Except for the, the the big run of notes at the end there, which is very hard. The, all the other stuff, I reckon I hit those notes. And um, I reckon go and go and listen to someone playing the Chopin's Not Turn in B-flat minor and then listen to me what I just did then. And you'll be like, you know what, Aiden? I reckon you did. I reckon you bloody well did. Trying to learn a new one, but, um, so Lieberstrand, there's a key change in the middle from A flat major to B major, and they're quite remote keys, it's what, it's a fucking, uh, it's a fourth, it's a perfect fourth, it's just a weird key to change, is it a perfect fourth? No, it's not, it's a tritone, no, it's not a fucking tritone, Aiden, it's a minor third, god damn it. (laughs) why did i just get angry then (laughs) whoa that was some genuine anger i still i think i'm yet to find a focal point or story for this podcast hey like we're now over halfway and i'm still really yet to land on anything particular that i kind of specific that i want to talk about um and what does that say about where i'm at emotionally well maybe i'm a little bit unfocused maybe i just didn't plan that much for the podcast am i tired maybe i'm a little bit tired i'm not super tired i feel a little bit kind of flat my eyes are droopy more so than usual maybe slightly i don't know but i never get angry on the podcast i just got seriously angry then didn't i that was (laughs) that was wild what did i say i was just like fuck (laughs) <laughs> Mm-mm. Grumpy boy Oh mate So there's a key change of a minor third But to the major key So it's not even, you know It's completely outside the key of A flat major And uh, Simon Carter and I were sitting at the piano And I said, "Because so my piano teacher said when I played the song for her, like, okay, you can play, you know the melody, you, you're you voicing the melody well, um, you can voice the bass notes, but also in this key change, I want you to think about why the key changes to B major. Why? And uh, it was a really interesting conversation with Simon Carter because, I mean, his knowledge is just so you know, it's so impressive and phenomenal, the level of knowledge that he has about music and and harmony and whatever. But um, we were able to sit there for a while and he kind of thought about it and he went, okay, maybe this or this or this or this and no, 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 no. And he kind of got to a point where it was like, okay, maybe he was improvising when he did it and he was playing this. And then at the moment when he was kind of improvising, he went, oh, rather than go there, I'll just go up a semitone. And that's how he got to B major. And he kind of explained the how like how he would have gotten to that particular key to change. But for me, it's still... I, I thought about it and I accepted it in the moment, but then I was thinking about it again yesterday and it doesn't really explain why still. why? Why change key? Like we can talk about how and where it comes from, but like what did he... What was he trying to say to us by changing key? And I think maybe... Like, okay, the song's called "Liebestraum," which means love dream, or dream of love. And it's a very, I mean, it, it really is, it's like sumptuous. The melody is really beautiful, and it's recapitulated at the end, and the ending is, it's the perfect ending for me. It's so, just, it melts your heart. And so this bit in the middle is... It's a restatement of the melody but in a, a different key and kind of surrounded by the same harmonies but, like, they're a bit higher and it's j- it just, you know... The, me- the, uh, the harmony is below the melody whereas at the start the melody is in between all of the harmony. So it's just very different and to me I th- it feels like he's kind of saying something along the lines of, like, look, things can be going great and then they change... And become very chaotic. But through all of that, there is a central theme. You know? Is that like an overreach? Like maybe that love will get you through. Like if you just hold on to the, to the, the thing that you heard in the first place, through all the chaos, you'll get through to the other side. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. I don't know. I don't know List well enough to think that that might be what he's saying, but it does feel like a little, you know, it's like everything happening around this very simple melody becomes more and more and more chaotic. But then at the end, the melody comes back and it comes back to the way that it was. And it's like, everything is okay. Maybe like when you grow up, I, I really don't know whether I'm going to like this or not. I feel a part of me, what I'm about to say. I I feel like I'm not going to like it, but here we go. When you're growing up, like, that's the melody, you know, when you're a kid and you hear it for the first time, you hear, you start to hear, like, what life is. You feel what life is, that it's like, it's this really beautiful thing. Um, and then as you get older, you... Sorry, our cat's fucking yowling. Maybe that is the chaos in life. (laughs) As you get older, life gets more complicated, and you know weird things kind of come your way, and it just it gets hard. But as hard as it gets, if you kind of try and remember the things that you heard in the first place when you when you first learned about life and and first kind of fell in love with it. If you hold on to that, you can get through all of the stuff that life throws at you as you get older and as it gets more difficult. And there is the promise of like, fuck, maybe, maybe he's talking about the afterlife. There is this promise. The last part is kind of like a promise. It's like this beautiful tranquil you get everything you want the ending is perfect oh my god oh, maybe he's t- oh my god maybe he's talking about the afterlife because list was a very religious man and he ended up in the later part of his life i've got to get the second and the third part of the biography but in the later part of his life he was taught he, he went and worked as a as a pastor i think he worked in the church, like, and he was a really deeply religious man. Maybe it's talking about death. Maybe life starts out with this thing that is, you know, you learn about life and you fall in love with it, and then it gets more and more and more chaotic. But you hold on to the thing that you love about life, no matter how much it changes. And then one day, everything's going to be okay. You know, like heaven, nirvana, death, whatever it is, there's something after death that's going to be all of the things that you loved about life without all of the other stuff. Oh, man, I don't hate it at all. I think it's really beautiful, and I just thought of that. Fuck. Anyway, fuck. How nice is music? <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, yeah, fuck. Um, so we had the party and uh, we stayed. A, f- a friend of mine, um, I have a couple of friends, they're twins. And I'm like really good friends with one of the twins and just like kind of friends with the other twin. And the one that I'm really good, their birthdays are the day after mine. And the one that I'm really good friends with had a COVID test and like got a positive rat test the morning of my birthday. They were going to have a party the night. ...of my birthday... ...but my friend couldn't come... ...but the party still went ahead... ...and... uh, ...you know... ...the other twin... ...I didn't know her... ...so... ...I came along... ...and she... ...allowed me to come... ...with like 10 people... ...it was quite a fucking... (laughs) ...yeah... it's really quite a thing... ...um... ...and... ...um... ...when I got there... ...uh... ...a girl who I saw... ...for three months in 2020... ...and haven't seen since... ...and our breakup was really... ...tumultuous and... ...like quite frankly, horrific. Um, I think we were just both in, you know, a weird moment in our lives. I know I was to take responsibility for my part. I was definitely in a weird moment in my life and I uh, wasn't ready for what that relationship was. And, um, you know, I'm not proud of some of the things that I did in it towards the end. It was really shitty and I've kind of held on to that. And uh, she was at the party and... I was happy to see her and she was happy to see me and we hugged and we kind of talked about it a bit. And, and then we just talked about some other stuff and caught up a little bit and it was fucking really nice. And it kind of felt like a nice little birthday present. You know, I've, I'm being very sincere this week and I'm kind of uncomfortable with it, but I think it's okay. I'm going to allow myself this moment of sincerity. It was really nice to see her. And, uh, it kind of felt like a little bit of a, you know, it's like, hey, man, it's your birthday. Here's someone that you still have, like, a little bit of kind of, I guess, negative feeling, residual negative feeling about. I don't think about her that much, but um, when I do, it's not super positive. It's just, like, regret at the way that that thing ended, and, and there was a chance at, like, a bit of a, just a, a bit of closure on something that I... Uh, never thought or expected or even really hoped to get closure on. That was really cool. The party was great, met some nice people, had some some great conversations with people who I've never met, some great conversations with friends that I've known for a long time and I don't know, man, this is a great day. And all the anxiety that I had in the week leading up to it was misplaced, I think. Um, I was able to be there with myself, to not need anyone else to kind of support Or lean on but there were people there supporting me if i wanted yeah it was was great and thanks to everyone who wished me happy birthday by the way oh my god oh yeah (laughs) good burp um yeah uh thanks to everyone who came to the trial show last week on wednesday by the way um to zane big shout outs to zane coming through with you mate and um, to anyone who wants this week, Thursday at Catfish, I'm doing another trial show with, I think, Kirsty Wiebeck. Um, one other person will be on the show at Catfish. Very excited. I've had some great ideas about the show, man. Oh, before I forget, the photo for this week is going to be a great people taking pictures that I got. I've been doing this, um, I found a list of 25 like best most beautiful cafes in Melbourne and they're all around the place and I've just been for something to do. Riding my bike out to them, getting coffee, you know, checking the places out and making a little spreadsheet about which ones are the best and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I got one. It was at number nineteen, this cafe called number nineteen. That's not the number in the list. I've done about six or seven. The cafe's called number nineteen. It's in Ascot Vale. And I got a people taking pictures. I was walking to the toilet and I saw some of the staff taking photos of their food for, like, social media or whatever. And I got the phone out, flipped it onto front camera, and then over my shoulder while I was still walking, snapped a picture <laughs> of this fucking chick <laughs> taking a photo. I mean, it really is, at this point, quite a grievous, egregious invasion of privacy. <laughs> but, you know... I've got a, I've got a highlights on my fucking Instagram page and it needs to be filled, all right? Now, if you've got a better way, I'd like to hear it. So that's going to be the basis of the photo this week for the podcast that I do Deep Dream on. Um, what's the name of the podcast this week? Not sure. Still haven't figured it out. Well, let's not force it. I've got the, the trial at Catfish on Thursday and uh, I've been thinking about my show. I think I've had maybe a little bit of a breakthrough in terms of my perspective I realized that a lot of the things, let me try and state it now to see how well I can actually talk about it. I think a lot of this stuff that I'm trying to talk about with like, I mean, the chip on the shoulder is the main thing. My boss saying when he fired me that I've got a chip on my shoulder and I keep trying to talk about why I have a chip on my shoulder and why... Like, and justify it, you know? Like, yeah, of course I've got a chip on my shoulder because of this reason or that reason. But deep down I know that it's kind of absurd to be angry at someone because they have more money than me or to put it in the context of the other bits because for some guy to be angry at people for being taller than him or because he's short or because of whatever. Anything that you don't have control over, it's kind of ridiculous to be angry about it, I think. Um, And yet, you know, here we are. I mean, here I am. It's ridiculous to be angry about something that you can't control, but I still do feel angry. And I guess the logical part of me wants to ignore the anger and deny that I feel it and go, no, I don't feel that. But I kind of can't because it's still there, you know, and I still feel like these things are unfair, but that's not funny. And, and the only other thing to do then is to try and justify it. But rather than justify it, what I could do maybe is just allow myself to feel the anger and know that I'm ridiculous and invite people when I'm on stage, you know, like without explicitly saying so, invite people to laugh at me. So if I embody the ridiculous person who is angry about being poor and angry at rich people, even though I know that's absurd, if I just let myself be that person then maybe people will laugh at me. And it's like, in that sense, I'm kind of playing the fool. And that's so... I don't want to do that. I mean, I do, it's not that I don't want to, but it's difficult because I, I, I think dignity is, like, so important to me, you know? Like, I don't want anyone to laugh at me or feel sorry for me i just I take myself very seriously and um it's just so distasteful to me maybe to imagine that people might be laughing at me but maybe that is the way to communicate with humor how i feel about you know getting fired from that job and maybe that's the kind of whole thrust of this new show is me coming to terms with not being the perfect person and being someone who maybe does need to be laughed at sometimes. Um, And and in doing so, maybe being able to laugh at myself, being able to go like, wow, I really did a stupid thing there. Or even right now, not in the past, right now, I'm really doing like a stupid thing that is silly. But for some reason, I still, I just want to do it. And I can forgive myself for that and laugh at myself while still doing the thing. I think that's kind of where I'm at with the show. All of the bits are about these kind of... A lot of the bits are about kind of bad decisions that I've made or silly things that I've done. And if I can just figure out a way to present those decisions and myself laugh at myself for making them, then I reckon the show will be a lot funnier. (sighs) So that's what I'm going to try and do this week. Yeah, I'm just going to try and be I'm just going to try and be a lunatic and let people laugh at me. Um I think that's the podcast for this week, hey? Maybe it's called I'm a lunatic. Well, mm. oh, maybe it's called maybe it's called Birthday. Yeah, I don't know. That thing about List and the fucking afterlife, that was beautiful, wasn't it? Fuck, man. Like maybe th- I think that might be what the bit is. If you you fall in love with life, you find something about life that, is, that you, you cherish and you, and you love and that's why you stay alive, you know, because to be alive is, you know, in a sense to accept that there's something about life that's worth living because life is worth living, I think and uh and at some point when you were growing up when you were young or maybe when you're an adult or i don't know at some point you find something in life that you're like that's that's worth living for and then no matter how hard life gets if you can remember that thing and and kind of um focus on it and stay like keep listening to it like in the song keep listening to the melody because the melody's the same it goes up and it goes down and it changes key but it's and there's a lot of stuff happening around it, but it, it stays the same. And if you can hold on to that, then one day, when, I don't know, when the, when the craziness of life ends, it's maybe not, not necessarily death, but it could be death, but just when all of the chaos and the sound of life goes away, that one thing that you 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 first heard when you know that you you fell in love with that thing will still be there and it'll come back and um you'll be glad that you held on thanks for listening this has been aiden jones sitting under a tree peace